Jody always says start the day off with a good breakfast, so we may as well just go ahead and start with the food, dude, this morning. Uh, yeah, always yeah. healthy, right? Well, I have one thing that's kind of breakfast. It's Pop-Tarts. They come out with a new flavor uh. with uh, Jolly Rancher. It's frosted watermelon with the Jolly Rancher uh, jelly inside. It just means it's a fruity jelly tart thing, right? So I was going to ask you, is it like sour? Yeah, it'll be or super it's gotta be. Be tart, just like Jody said. I haven't like a Jolly had Rancher. a Pop-Tart in a long, 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 long time. But when I met Murphy, he was a Pop Tart man. Oh yeah, Murphy used to have Pop Tarts and chocolate milk every day for breakfast. Well, that Boom. was my and now that was before the diabetes. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that's what caused it. You know, I mean, type one is type one. You oh, can't make yours that is happen. Genetic. And yeah. a, that and a couple me. cigarettes too. Yeah, all of that's gone out of my <laughs> life. That's now. a long time ago, yeah. Sam. Uh, they have so many, stones this so morning. many flavors now since I quit eating Pop Tarts too. I well, mean, it's I used unbelievable. to. What I'm saying, the reason I even bring it up is that I used to only eat. The plain ones with no, no I didn't frosting? like I didn't like frosting. No. Really? Because that wasn't really frosting, guys. Uh, no. Anyway. Crackers. Uh, I got some new products here. Um, uh, our good friends at Taco Bell have created another food <laughs> called nacho fries. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> These are nacho fries. Uh, they're French fries with a seasoning on them, and it comes, if you can order just the fries, you mm-hmm. get a, a side of nacho cheese, cheese sauce to dip it in. Wow. Really? But they also make the uh, Supreme, which is the fries, and on it, it has sour cream, the cheese sauce, pico de gallo, and seasoned ground beef. Yeah, that's actually, of all the stuff they have come up with, that should win and stay. Yeah. Now, they're trying these out at a couple stores, so we don't all have them yet. You just don't re- really want the kids breaking that open in the back seat. That's no. going to get no. messy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. trying to eat chicken wings and in the Walmart, Walmart uh, has invented a new food, too, called uh, cro- Crotilla. Crotilla? What is that? A cross between a croissant and a tortilla. <laughs> They and you can find these at all Walmarts. It's round like a tortilla, but it's okay. like a layered flaky pastry. Okay, and you can use it for breakfast or if you want to use it for tacos or make pizzas out of it or whatever. But they've created their own, their own new food. And you're willing to try it, right, Murphy? That I would like to Always. try. Yeah. <laughs> Always, it's almost right. like a pita bread. Yeah. All right, coming up. Uh, join us anytime. Eight seven seven three one zero four six. Seven, five. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Yeah, live action Lion King gets its Timon and Pumbaa. They've been cast. Going to tell you about them, both of them coming up next. Trending now, Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Got the news that Jeff Goldblum will be returning for the next Jurassic Park. And of course, he was a part of the first ever Jurassic Park in 1993. Mm-hmm. John, the kind of control you're attempting is. Uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands. Love so him. Wait, life finds a been, way. Life finds a way. That was 24 years ago that the movie The original. Came out? Then there was a sequel, maybe, what, 97? Yeah, I think he was in the sequel, too. He was. He was in that one. Amen. And he wasn't in this new Chris Pratt one, right. the first one. But he will be in this second one, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the whiz mathematician, Dr. Malcolm. Who, what, he chaos was there. theory. He was, yeah, chaos theory he was there like as an insurance thing and then he ended up going whoa you shouldn't be doing this just because you can i love anything he's in because he's so special mm-hmm. and different all right we know john favreau is bringing us the lion king live action and it will be in 2019 in the summer of 2019 so we found that out from disney yesterday also um we now have our timon and pumbaa what do you want me to do dress a drag and do the hula so important, these guys. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, you ain't gonna 
yup, yup, yup. I guess they're going to have to do that song. They're going to, yeah. well, you know, they're, he's trying to be as true to what you want and expect. He knows that everybody who grew up on Lion King grew up in that video age where you can mm-hmm. watch it over and over and over. So we have real expectations. So yeah. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner will be yeah. Timon and Pumbaa. Billy Eichner, you may not know him. He's an actor, producer, comedian. He's He was on American Horror Story for one season for a couple of episodes, Sam. He's also done some comedy, Billy on the Street with Billy Eichner. It's mm-hmm. his own show. So he's a comedian and apparently really works out for Jon Favreau and they're beginning work now. And yes, some of the music numbers also. Yay. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. 877-310-4MSJ. I always love to hear from you. Connie is next. David, she's got some advice for you and your uh, career day presentation. And producer David is going to be at a career day trying to tell a bunch of 7th and 8th graders how great radio is. <laughs> and how, you know... It, Good luck it, with that, David. We'll yeah. use Murphy, Sam, and Jody as an example. Yeah, we'll try to give you everything that we can. I think the best piece of advice that we've given so far since we did that thing for the eighth grade science class mm-hmm, a few weeks yeah. ago is that be you know be playful and fun. They they're yeah. more about the interactive and the creative mm-hmm. side than they're going to be all the technical and you know career planning part of it. They're going to have the questions that you couldn't be ready for. So just be honest yeah. with everything. There's no you know, there's nothing That's for you the part to be that nervous scares about. Me is the is the questions. Oh, okay, but I can handle it. I know it. Eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Good morning, Connie. Good morning. I had a suggestion for David on his presentation. Yeah. Is um, after he explains what he does, maybe have two of the kids come up to the front and pretend they're on the radio, <laughs> and he can give little cue cards about uh, music news. One would say, yeah. Maybe better when we talk about something eventful at the school, and David would be there to kind of guide them and show how he. Interact with you on the mm-hmm. show. So should I pick two boys and a redhead girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that way they can see it's not quite as easy, and how you have to have, you know, uh, speech and to be clear, and how grammar can be important at times, and also how to stay up on current events important. So it could tie in a lot of different aspects you know, that may- maybe they wouldn't think of on broadcasting. Maybe they would like to hear themselves. Well, no, I guess kids have phones and do it all the time. But well, maybe not they would allowed like to hear at them, school, right? <laughs> uh, well, like hear themselves record something and then hear it back and. I don't know. Maybe that's something I do, to yeah. add. I like this idea, especially because I feel like it could take up a lot of times in my 30-minute window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be hands-on for them, so it would yeah. be more, you know, it keeps their attention. Yeah. Oh, man. You'd have a line at your booth, David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, congratulations and much success for you, David. And y'all have a great morning. I love listening to you. Oh, thank you, Connie. We appreciate the call. Reach out anytime. 877-310-4675. Coming up. With Murphy, Sam, and Jody. The reason you should pay attention to the music that's playing overhead mm-hmm. while you're shopping. That's next. So, do uh, either of you know people who depend on music to get them to the workday? You always see them with your earbuds in. You Ooh, know, yeah, or, I mean, I'm that way desk, sometimes. Or, or they've got it playing, you know, on the overhead or at their desk or something like that. Yeah, no, I've seen a few people do that. 
it works. You need to try it if you've not done it. Hey, we do it every day here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even uh, later in the day. Yeah. You can. You should. Well, uh, I was, you know, in my favorite convenience store. Remember the one I told you about a few weeks ago in the, in the After the Show podcast that I'm hung up on this new convenience store? Yeah. And there's always music playing in overhead. I notice it's always like upbeat. I don't know if that's to help you kind of get in the mood for the day or whatever. I think so. I think but, it is. So uh, I'm grabbing a bottle of water on the overhead. I hear this song. Solid as a rock. This mm. Not a huge hit in the 80s, but an 80s flashback. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's Ashford and Simpson. Solid. Yeah. Look, and- okay. And of all songs to choose and play. And so, anyway, I'm, I walk up to the cashier. I'm like, wow, man, that's a throwback, huh? Ashford and Simpson. She says, yeah. But I haven't heard that in forever. She said, yeah, you don't hear it every day. She said, but I hear it at the same time every day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? the baby. She's got, they, they've got something piped in there. That's, yes. Yeah. And that's what she said. The, the, the problem is they've got, I guess it's a CD or set of CDs sure. that play because, you know. They have to use those. They have to use it, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so she can't change it. And so at least for 30 days, these <laughs> songs are going to play. And she said that, and, and, and plus, some, there's some malfunction that she actually can't even change the CD out. Wow. So she said, look, I would rather have the same songs playing every day and no choice, or that's better than nothing at all. True. Because it helps her get through the day. Yeah. True. And so, but I mean, imagine a song that I haven't heard in 15, 20 years all of a sudden is now something she hears every day at the same time. You said this is a convenience store. I feel like the same thing happens in drugstores. When I walk in drugstores, it's always like a throwback. Like, am I walking into 1986? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it would help too because if she doesn't have a watch or a clock or anything, you yeah. always know when Solid as a <laughs> Rock a comes break. on. It's, right. it's 9 15. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, it is better than nothing, even if you're being driven crazy. The only thing I can't deal with, there is a certain store that I've been in before, and I, of course, would never name it, but they have something that they have to play that's piped in that's like karaoke. Like it's oh, it's not, not the real songs, oh, right? Yeah, it's the fake songs. Kills. Yeah. That kills the mood, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just thought, again, it shows you the power of music. Even if you're hearing the same stuff, it's better than silence it's at work, therapy. right? Yep. It is. All right, coming up uh, next, Sam, I had to take our big old boxer rescue, Ashley, Ashley. to the vet. Yeah, and I've got a new yesterday. responsibility now as a result. Well, that's, it's okay. I want to tell you about the kind of therapy she had to do <laughs> while she was there. Next. Yesterday, I took our um, oldest boxer rescue to the vet, Big Mama Ashley. Mm-hmm. Ashley. And Jody literally just started calling her Big Mama. It's funny. She's the mama to all the dogs. Whatever. How, anyway. How old's Ashley? Like 13? She's tw- no. what, 11 or 12, I'd oh, okay. say. No, she's not that old yet. We got her in 2008. They said she was a year and a half old. Help me with the math there. 2006. Oh, so she is almost 11. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And she's definitely showing in the face, you know, that that her face is, there's a lot of white there Mm -hmm. and she's limping around a lot. So much so she was raising up her back leg, not able to put it down at all. So it's like, okay, it's time to go back. I was worried they were going to say like deterioration and all of that. And it is severe arthritis. Mm -hmm. Like she picked up the back leg. She was laying down in the vet office and the vet, she's great. She was moving her leg around and she's like, you hear that? You hear that crunching? Ah. So anyway, (laughs) she started laser therapy yesterday Hmm. and it's a laser and it's just like a warm thing on her leg Mm -hmm. and it literally it's amazing what they can do that she felt better now she's still limping around because it's you know something that you can 
you could do it every other day if it's severe. Hmm. Or we, we need so to still talk about you, how often we're going to do it. Uh, so yeah. is, is this something that you're falling for? Or is it something that's working? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, sweetheart. <laughs> we need to see Ashley every day at a cost of. Hey, that, that looks like a laser pointer. What are you talking you know, about? Let me just say this. Uh-huh. You know, believe what you want to believe. And if you go on the next vet appointment instead of me, you would come home and, and see. You would agree. But even the, my vet told me that. She was like, when we first heard of these, I said, sure, send it. But I don't really think I want to buy this machine. And then she said they started using it on the very older dogs and could definitely see a difference in their pain level. It is the way to help aging dogs. So It's like, it's high tech. I mean, <laughs> is there going to mean that at some point you have to decide how often to do this yes. and, yeah, what, and it's, whether to do it anymore? And Yeah, yeah. Right now we've got her on some medicines and one of them makes her sleep like a rock. Poor mm. baby. But anyway, she's getting older and it just, she can't even jump up into the car anymore. So I'm, you know, yesterday and I wasn't prepared. I wasn't dressed right. I'm wearing heels again, lifting a 70 pound boxer into the car. Well, look, I'm I'm happy to do it. If we see relief, we'll continue to do it. And, you know, if not, maybe she could do a really cool laser light show on the weekend, you know, (laughs) in the back of the parking lot. Yeah. Love you. Love you for that. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. How Nicolas Cage broke his leg. Ow. And then M. Night Shyamalan bringing us some sequels. Tell you about those next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Got some Nicolas Cage news. Sam, I know you love, well, his National Treasure movies. I think that's his, my favorite movie of his. You're treasure hunters, aren't you? We're more like treasure protectors. What about the map is bound to get out? I'm sorry, I laugh one of those ones I no, can watch all the time. Uh, no, agree. I love the, mo- love the movie. It's wonderful family entertainment. Mm-hmm. I laugh because he's the same. He sounds the same in every... Oh. He doesn't change the voice for any more like treasure hunters. reason. It's exactly like the Leaving Las Vegas movie. It's exactly yeah. like, was it Con Air? Oh, yeah. Face Off. So Nicolas Cage, he was uh, filming a movie in Europe, and he had a freak accident and, bro- and broke his leg, like broke Ow. his ankle. Can you imagine? Ouch. Hmm. And so the doctors there immediately wanted to operate on his leg, but he's like, oh, no, you know, I'm good. I flew back 12 hours to L.A. for his own doctors to treat his injury. That's how serious he was feeling about that. Mm. I bet he had some serious pain medicine for I, that. I, I hope I, so. Yeah. But anyway... They confirmed that the movie's on hiatus now. He was in Bulgaria shooting, and it's an act, it's an action packed bank heist movie. Mm-hmm. So there you go, um, Nicholas Cage. He's, he'll be okay, especially because he chose to go back to his for doc. his own doctors for an ankle break. Uh, the filmmaker M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you think of him? Sixth Sense. Yeah, that was the first time. That was the first big whammy for all of us. Yeah. Six. But now that he make, whenever he makes a movie, you're waiting for the same thing. You're waiting for the twist. Exactly. They're, the, the most recent one is a movie, creepy movie called Split. Someone's coming for you, and you're not going to like it. Uh, you guys make noises in person your Person with multiple I, personalities. I saw this in On Demand, and I was like, I, I can't watch even watch it. watch the whole thing? It. No, I can't watch it. The teenager watched it. <laughs> He's got multiple personalities, and he kidnaps these girls, and... Anyway, M. Night Shyamalan has announced a sequel to that. And his other movie, Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. We'll get both of those in just a couple of Unbreakable. years. Unbreakable. That was uh, Bruce Willis. Yes, and, and Bruce Samuel Willis. Samuel Jackson. Those guys are supposed to be coming back cool. for the sequel. That one was enough. a decent movie. Okay. Well, Split is a decent movie, too. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's kind of You just don't think you can handle it. Yeah. All right. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 755 
the very strange reason that someone broke into Maxim Chmerkovsky's house this week. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else has noticed in the room, but I've just, allergies are kicking my behind. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went to the doctor again yesterday to try to get taken care of. Since the sinus surgery and all that kind of stuff, I've been able to breathe great, but I don't know why this year, ragweed, pollen, tree, whatever it is, something is just getting... Well, wait, wait Murphy, have you ever been tested for, like, I know you don't want to do the whole allergy test, right? I, I really don't, and that was suggested again yesterday. Um, I, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to need to do something for relief. But that's not what jumped out at me when I went to the doctor yesterday. Mm. You know, you have to go get on the scale yeah. first thing when you go in. No matter what you're going in for, you're always weighed first, right? Mm-hmm. And so every time I get on the scale, I'm self-conscious because I'm usually, I've got too much stuff in my pockets. Well, yeah. I give them keys and all that. It's like, take all that stuff out. I want my weight to be... It's like, can I get naked? But you're still, you're still wearing the shoes, you know, and you got your pump and all that, so that's yeah. still going to add to it. And what cracks me up is is they always say, oh, well, you know, this thing's really, it's it's heavier than what you really are. I mean, to me, well, if I've got stuff in my pockets, go, well, go in the other <laughs> direction with it would be really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of me having to do the mental math. Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly right. I, I questioned and wondered, man, if I could just get naked on this scale, that would be great. It would be an accurate like, reading, naked but it wouldn't. First thing in the morning before you've eaten anything all day, yeah. too. Every Problem is, thing. they don't want to do it that way. You yeah. know what I mean, <laughs> and I guess if you were if you went into the room, weighed yourself that way, they would have to trust you with the weight you gave them, right? right. <laughs> and not subtracting five or I ten mean, pounds. Here we are giving weight too much weight. Ha ha. Meaning, yeah. you know, it's like it's not everything. It's a number. It's one of your many, many numbers that most people don't know. You don't walk around with it on your chest. You but know? I feel the need to justify every time I get on the scale. Mm. It's It just happens. And I'm like, oh, wow, five pounds more than the last time, huh? You think she's judging you? Or whoever's writing down the... No, in my fantasy world, in my head, I'm being judged. I know I'm probably not. You know, they see that every day. They probably hear that excuse from everybody. They hear that joke ten times a yeah. day. Oh, you take Maybe my keys, so. my phone, blah, 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 blah. Right, yeah, right. sir, just get on the scale. <laughs> right. All right, Sam, music news is on the way. Uh, yeah, we finally hear from Madonna about that biopic I told you about yesterday. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Whether she likey, likey mm-hmm. or not. Uh, coming up next, getting you ready for, well, Murphy. What? My annual Mother's Day extravaganza, which is the great and perfect idea for any mom, even though it's just a few weeks away. Guess what's coming up soon in May, guys? May Day. Yeah, Memorial oh, no. Day. May the 4th. Sam loves oh, May the 4th dude. because yeah. that's Star Wars Day, right? I'm yeah. excited about May the 4th. You know why? <laughs> because producer David puts together these fun pictures of us mm-hmm. in on like the Enterprise or whatever those ships are and the Enterprise it's Star I'm sorry, Trek I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> Star Trek Star Wars Star Wars I'm sorry you know what I mean the uh, Millennium Falcon yeah something like that I love those pictures they're funny that's why I look forward to May the I Force. didn't realize I was put under the Millennium Falcon it's Millennium Falcon right yeah. Falcon and it's Falcon Falcon yeah whatever hey you know what Monday is it's gonna be my it's gonna be May <laughs> Okay, what I'm talking about in May is Mother's Day. Oh, absolutely. And I just realized, tick-tock, tick-tock, here we come, Murphy, to one of my favorite days of the year. Not Mother's Day itself. Well, I do love Mother's Day, Mm. all the love they give me and the sweet little homemade things. But the day before Mother's Day, this year's the 13th on a Saturday. We give the gift of time. That's (laughs) right. Mommy disappears for the day to do what mommy wants to do. Whatever mama wants to do, mama's got, and you daddy takes funny. care of business. I have done this day for so many years, and it's my—it's a favorite thing of mine. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I remember one year backing out of the driveway going to get you guys some specialty coffees and bringing it back going, have a good day. Bye. 
Um, Because I I can't stop being their mother just because I'm away. And I think I called you once going, don't forget, you know, to get those clothes out of the dryer or whatever. But I do go and do whatever. I don't know. Usually it involves shopping. Yeah. Um, Last year it involved driving out of town. Remember that? I went went back to your, as far as she could go. (laughs) You went back to one of your childhood homes, right? I did. Or where your grandparents grandparents lived? lived, Or I spent a lot of time growing up and the church very right next door Mm -hmm. because he was the pastor and I wanted to just see it. And I knew that there was no other time. Like they wouldn't want to go. You wouldn't want to go do that with me necessarily. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I just know I'm looking forward to having a day of all whatever I want to do. And the reason I bring it up is because, uh, mark the calendar, but um, it is a good idea to offer this to especially a mom with kids still at home. Mm-hmm. When you're in that spot where your life... Hey, every mom needs a break. You are taking care of people. You are thinking about what people need before they know it, that they need it, kind of a thing. That's what you do. It's nice to have a break from that. It's the full-time job of all full-time jobs, really. Oh, well, parenting period. Not yeah. just moms, right. but... That's what I want for Mother's Day again this year. Otherwise, nothing else. I don't need a thing, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard that one before. Yeah. You don't need to get me J- anything. J-Lo tickets. <laughs> yeah, right. Coming up, Sam has music news. We got some more information on that Madonna biopic we told you about yesterday. Oh, yeah. A Madonna has now finally sounded off on it. That's and right. It Real. doesn't look good. Sam's got music news. Yesterday, we told you that there is a screenplay that Universal Pictures has purchased, uh, basically about Madonna. It's called Blonde Ambition, actually. That's a the name of it. Yeah, it's a biopic about Madonna's life, and Man. we were all wondering, well, is Madonna okay with this? Has she approved it? What so, do you some think? Of the producers on the movie are actually friends of hers, so maybe right. they, she did. <laughs> well, she didn't waste any time sounding off. She uh, sent out a tweet that says, "Nobody knows what I know and what I have seen." Only I can tell my story. Anyone else who tries is a charlatan and a fool looking for instant gratification without doing the work. This is a disease in our society. So, reading between the lines, I would say she's not too hip on this. But this is weird. What I don't understand is how do you do a biography on somebody that doesn't want it to be done? Oh, it happens all the time. I don't know why. I don't know the legalities of it. But guess what? I agree with her. Yeah. If, if, if you are going to watch one, like that ridiculous Britney thing that they did, you knew that Britney wasn't behind that. Well, so that's why it was kind of uh, ridiculous. If I'm going to watch a Madonna biopic, I really do want her to have some involvement. I would think if it was on the big screen because Universal bought it, it would involve her. Usually the ones that don't involve the artist wind up on Lifetime. <laughs> or the Hallmark yeah. Channel. Or Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. Hallmark. But this exactly. is a big screen, so it's like, it's got to be okay with Madonna. I also love that. And a lot of think people might think that's kind of a, a not, not a nice move to make, but she's right. It is yeah. her story. Don't attempt it well, you never without know. her. She may file a lawsuit and it may go away. Mm, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Shania Twain says look for some new music from her finally coming up in June. That don't impress me much. We haven't had an album from her in two, since 2002. And she's got some material to write about. She was supposed to have it out uh, earlier this year. Now the album's coming out in September. She's got a song called Life's About to Get Good that she's going to release in June. Don't even know what it sounds like. Mm. Uh, she said the thing that's got her taking so long to do this is she's never worked alone before. She always had Mutt, Mutt. helping her out, yes. producing her and everything. And, of course, everything else he ever did to her. 
but yeah. now she's by herself, and she said yeah. she wants to make sure she gets it right. Yeah. Happy songs, not all about the divorce and the breakup. Right. Good. There are a lot of people who will work with her. Mm-hmm. No worries. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. Right, guys, we're continuing with this old-fashioned baby names that are making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Loving this. So do you have an old-fashioned name? 877-3104-MSJ-RUTH. You are next. Old-fashioned names, baby names that are making a comeback. So cool that these classic names are getting, you know, new life. Mm-hmm. So what is yours? Or do you have one? 877-310-4MSJ. How are you? I'm good. I have an older name. My name is Ruth. Love it. Yeah. And you don't hear that. I am, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in my 30s. And my middle name's kind of even worse. It's Margaret. That's okay. That's Aww. not worse. Man, that's a perfect name for, for a parent to scream, huh? Ruth Margaret. <laughs> I know, right? I know. When you were growing up, did you like it, embrace it, hate it? No, they would call me Ruth Booth or Ruthie or Ruth Lost the Tooth or Set the Ruth <laughs> oh. on Fire or, or Bart Like a Dog. Like yeah, dog. yeah. No, no baby Ruth? Yeah. Yeah, that baby Ruth, too. I grew up with that one. I didn't mind that one so much. I think that if they do that and I, the other kids are doing that, it's because they like you, you know, or they, <laughs> they, feel, comfortable, they feel comfortable enough picking on you at least. Yeah, me and my brother both are named after the Bible, so. Nice. Ooh, what's yeah. his name? His name is Benjamin. Mm. Benjamin and Ruth. And he used to get called Benjamin or, yeah, um... <laughs> I forget the other names, but now they call him Ben. Ben Jammin. That's fun. <laughs> uh, we're such children. Yeah, um, also I want to tell you that my daughter loves listening to y'all. She loves yeah. it. She wants, she's five years old and she wants to listen to Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Oh, I appreciate sweet. y'all and I appreciate all the clean stuff on the radio. Awesome. <laughs> what is her name? Shelby. Shelby. Oh, I like that name too. Yeah, her dad named her. I like it. Well, thank you, Ruth, and say hello to baby Shelby for us, baby girl Shelby. Thank you, Ruth. All right. Y'all have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, I think almost anybody's name gets spun around by friends, though. Even if you have the most normal name in the world, somebody finds a way to nickname you. They just do. Yes. Yes, they do, Samuel. Well, when I was a kid, I, my friends used to call me Sammy Davis Jr., because uh, Sammy, you know. Well, whenever you're in a group of people, peer group or whatever, and somebody starts calling you by a nickname, you know that it means to have affection for you. Mm. It's a positive thing. It is. I know. I'm just never sure. I'm not sure I really like the Murphmeister. That one just didn't work for me. There were people, you that. people walk down the hall and they think it's cool. It's like, hey, it's the Murphmeister. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, anybody who would say that <laughs> needs to walk away. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Okay. Let us know your older, mm. old-fashioned names, whether you love it or hate it, too. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Surprise speaker at the big TED Talks up in Canada this week. This guy came straight from the Vatican. Something special going on this week in Vancouver, Canada. Murphy, do you, do you know what this sound is? Oh, yeah. Well, I know that from Netflix because they do the TED Talks yeah. on That's Netflix. the sound of self-improvement right yeah. there. <laughs> That's right. 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Right. Uh, they are doing TED 2017 in Vancouver this week. For anybody who doesn't know what a TED Talk is, though. Uh, it's a speech on technology, entertainment, and design. Right. And it's an improvement. It can be anything. It can be on anything, Religion, really. business, finances, comedy, music. I've seen the music ones before. Well, they're fun. And when it started, it was just a conference. When they started, they actually weren't able to share everything on the internet like they mm-hmm. do now. So where it's really taken off is really the motivation speaking and the different topics that 
I'm going to get you pumped. And then yeah. they have little mini Teds around the country, uh, you know, all over the place. Well, the one going on in Vancouver this week, they had a surprised uh, guest. This Speaker. person has never done a TED before, and he couldn't be there for it, but they videotaped it ahead of time, and they played it for the audience. Here's a little bit of it here. Parecchi anni di vita mi hanno fatto maturare sempre più la convinzione che l'esistenza di ciascuno di noi no, that's not the Godfather right there. That's the Pope. Pope Francis actually did one. Yes. He wanted to do one on the culture of waste and the culture of waste. Yeah, you know where wow. people and things are just disposable, and we right. need to stop treating everything that way. And wow. uh, some of the things he said, which you know, I I got the English translation here. Okay. Uh, more powerful you are, the more your actions will have an impact on people. So the more responsible you are to act humble. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was oh my pretty much gosh. everything he said was just like, wow, so put that on a t-shirt, true. man. Yeah. And you would expect nothing less. Let's just be honest. Well, well yeah. So and hit me with that one again. The more powerful well, you are. Here's another one. You're going to oh. end up hurting yourself and those around you if you don't connect your power with humility and tenderness. Wow. I agree with that. Well, what, and what he's really saying yeah. is kind of like bringing back discipline. That's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we're in a world of expression where expression is everywhere. All right. And, well, you Too know much. what I mean? Social media, I think, kind of allows people to be passive aggressive or loosen their standards for yeah. the way they communicate with others. Mm-hmm. That's a really good message for them. So nice. If you want to go uh, check out the Pope's TED Talk, it's about 20 minutes and they do have English subtitles. We Thank got you. So you can follow along. We have it a link for you at <laughs> murphysamandjody.com. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. Super excited about this Jurassic Park sequel news mm-hmm. and the weird reason that somebody was trying to break into Maxim Chimerkovsky's house in the middle of the night this week. Trending now, Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Got the news that Jeff Goldblum will be returning for the next Jurassic Park. And of course, he was a part of the first ever Jurassic Park in 1993. Mm-hmm. John, the kind of control you're attempting is uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands. The- Love so him. Life finds a been, way. Life finds a way. That was 24 years ago that the movie original. Then there was a sequel, maybe what, 97? Yeah, I think he was in the sequel, too. He was. He was in that one. Amen. And he wasn't in this new Chris Pratt one, right. the first one, but he will be in this second one, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the whiz mathematician, Dr. Malcolm. Who, what, he chaos was there. theory. He was, yeah, chaos theory. He was there, like, as an insurance thing, and then he ended up going, whoa. You shouldn't be doing this just because you can. I love anything he's in because he's so special mm-hmm. and different. All right, crazy big week for Dancing with the Stars, Maxim Chmerkovsky, mm-hmm. who was booted on Monday night after a perfect score. What? You know, I love him. He's the reason I like to watch the show. Yeah. And anyway. Um, well, that's because of the fan vote, right? I, I, yeah. I mean, perfect score is one thing, but you got to And he'd been out with an injury. Yeah. So it's like fans had no connection to that couple. Heather Morris is the um, actress he was dancing with. So mm-hmm. anyway, you know he has a lot going on in his life. He has a new baby, right. baby named Shy, with, with his Peta. fiance Peta Murgatroyd. Right, she's also a dancer on the show. So that happened Monday night. 
um, Tuesday morning early, like at 2.30 in the morning at their house in L.A., they're awakened to this loud knocking sound. Somebody's trying to break in. Hmm. He calls the LAPD. The LAPD shows up. So nobody got in. But it was a man outside making this huge fuss about that being his house. Oh, okay. And apparently it's a former rock star who used to live there. <laughs> a rock star that has not been named, who used to live there, who's saying, this is my house. So Maxim, in his middle-of-the-night sleep, thinking that somebody's trying to break in and hurt his family, has to produce his rental agreement to show that he is actually supposed to be in this house at that time. So that's why Somebody he, had a, a long night of drinking and stuff, That's huh? why he had to cancel Maxim's Good Morning America appearance this week. And gotcha. he says he's fine, but he didn't like that, of course, because... His wife and baby are inside. So that's what's going on there. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 8.30. (laughs) uh, Live action Lion King. We're coming. We're we're getting soon. Well, next year. We get our Timon and Pumbaa. Tell you about them on the way. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, Your Hollywood Outsider. Just after 8, though, let's talk at what age is the right age for a teenager to get a job. Sam, at what age did your kids start getting summer jobs? For Sammy, it was Sonic and McDonald's, and I think Will was McDonald's, too. Do you know so what age? Was, uh, mid-teens, I guess, okay. whenever they could first start doing it. Go ahead, right. Jody, when did you work at McDonald's? Mid-teens? I, Same thing? 15? 16 or 17. Were you driving when you were working there? Yes, I was. I guess you had to be, I right? I just started driving, mm-hmm. and that was I drove from home to McDonald's and worked my shift and then went home. Back when we had not cool uniforms. But anyway, um, I did love my time there. I learned a lot. So, um, nothing against it. Anyway, the reason I ask and bring it did up. Did you ever get the smell out of your uniforms? Because when Sammy would come home and Will, know. and I'd have to, you, you basically, I was washing them almost every day and never could get, get it out. The, the well, that's because fryer they. Fryer smell. No, I was not back near the fryers. So. Oh, that's right. You were privileged. No, I was. You what? were hanging out the window and, and doing birthday parties. Hey, you know what? That can be a tough job, too, Sam. Mm. Just I was saying. at the front counter. Yeah. And then the drive through. And they, not, not, not what they called the hole. They wanted me in the, here's your food. They couldn't, of. couldn't find a place for you? No. Oh, okay. That's a coveted spot. There was for me uh, anyway. Miss Jody, we would like for you to host the birthday parties. I made extra money doing that. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, I bring it up because Taylor, our 15-year-old, can't officially legit get a job this summer, but she's interested in doing some stuff, so I'm trying to look into volunteer stuff for her. Mm-hmm. However, the problem I've come, like I've called a couple places. I know some people. Um, Do the, you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this I know sounds, some people. After watching as many episodes of The Sopranos, that concerns me a little bit. That's all right. Um, I know some people. What I've come to find out, which is also smart on these organizations' part, she can't necessarily just volunteer everywhere or anywhere because w- without having an adult with her. Yeah. So she's at that tricky age. I don't want yeah. her home all summer just doing nothing. Yeah. And she is doing some camps. And she's got some stuff going on, but she's the one who told me that she'd like to. Like last year at her church camp, she volunteered. They volunteered at an autism center and helped clean up and do some stuff. She wants to do stuff like that. Number one, how cool is that? And number, Very cool. Yeah, but I've got to find the right. Finding the right thing is where my brain goes every afternoon right now. Because she can't officially get a job job yet. Can't punch that card yet. Yeah, and then once she does get something, she has to find a way to get there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hence the next trick, right? Well, she's driving more and more all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she drove the other night with me. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. So, our oldest boxer had to go to the vet yesterday, and I now have a new job as a result, Sam. Uh, lucky you. Up. 
All right, well, you know how I was telling you my kids are starting to revolt against me as far as my cooking goes. They don't want this thing. Oh, they're becoming picky eaters. Right. I've got a new trick, though, that I'm going to try out, and it seems to be working so far to get them to eat. Be sure to subscribe to the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast so that you can catch anything that you miss. And then, of course, we do something special called After the Show. And... If, if you don't know how to subscribe to the podcast, Sam's created this handy little video. Yeah. Well, Jody, show you how to do Jody it. will show you how to do it on your smartphone. I did the laptop. So, however you want to do it. Yeah. I had a little glitch, but whatever. <laughs> what <laughs> do you smell Murphy again? That's at murphysamandjody.com. Okay, Sam, uh-huh. your kids have gotten picky eat to picky eaters. They're becoming picky. But you have a solution now? Yeah, and I, and I tried this. I forgot to tell you. Okay, number one, they don't like seafood anymore. Well, Maddie does. But also, too, Jackson doesn't like spaghetti anymore, the red sauce. Right. How do you not like spaghetti? I don't know. That drives me insane. First of all, it's not personal. Yeah. It's not, he's not saying I don't like you. It's just part of childhood. But I do you make need to a, roll with it, man. a version of meatballs with brown gravy instead of red gravy. So mm, those are good. Nice. He likes those still. But um, what I tried to do, I, I came up with this idea of going back to cooking some of the stuff I haven't cooked in years. Okay. That they used to like. And so <clears throat> the other night I made um, chicken cordon bleu. Wow. And well, that's fancy. I thought you were going to say something super simple. <laughs> he said he thought wow. you were going to say chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought what the chicken was leading to. Okay. Yeah. Cordon bleu, really? Yeah. And Murphy, do you know what that is? Uh, I think I do. Is it with like ham and a sauce or something like that? Uh, ham and yeah. Swiss cheese. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. you, you, you know, you pound it real thin and you roll up the ham and Swiss cheese inside the and you fry it in breadcrumbs. And mm-hmm. Jackson took his first bite, you know, and I'm sitting there like, please. It's like in the cartoons, I hope he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man, this is good. Wow, what is this? And nice. Then it's like, you got to get fancy. Uh, it's chicken cordon bleu. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start whipping out the classics, like Why chili not? and stuff like that that I haven't so cooked wait, in a while. When you say classics, you mean like all time. Stuff that his I classics. Classics. His you know, classics. stuff that I haven't cooked that I when I used uh, okay. to cook all the time yeah. when I was <clears throat> married. Married, uh, <laughs> you know, I just don't do it anymore because I don't have the kids all the right. time. Right. So and you, you know, cook for one. Although I do have the fajita recipe for one, but you can um, cook for more than one. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. Uh, so I'm gonna just go back to those recipes and cook the stuff that. I used to cook all the time. They used to like all the time and get yeah. back into that. You keep trying to outsmart them there. Jody, it sounds like me and you need to roll up some chicken and some ham and Swiss cheese. <laughs> or you could go to Sam's. Yeah. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, we had to bring our oldest rescue boxer to the vet. Uh-oh. Um, I had to lift her into the car Uh-oh. and tell you about the kind of therapy she's having to do now, which Murphy doesn't believe. Uh, it's a little unconventional. Yesterday, I took our um, oldest boxer rescue to the vet, Big Mama Ashley. Mm-hmm. Ashley. And funny, Jody literally just started calling her Big Mama. It's funny. She's the mama to all the dogs. Whatever. How, anyway. How old is Ashley? Like 13? She's tw- no. what, 11 or 12, I'd no, say. Okay. No, she's not that old yet. We got her in 2008. They said she was a year and a half old. Help me with the math there. 2006. Oh, so she is almost 11. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she's definitely showing in the face, you know, that, that her face is, there's a lot of white there mm-hmm. and she's limping around a lot. So much so she was raising up her back leg, not able to put it down at all. So it's like, okay, it's time to go back. I was worried they were going to say like deterioration and all of that. And it is severe arthritis. Mm-hmm. Like she picked up the back leg. She was laying down in the vet office and the vet, she's great. She was moving her leg around and she's like, you hear that? You hear that crunching? Ah. So anyway, <laughs> she started laser therapy yesterday 
Hmm. And it's a laser, and it's just like a warm thing on her leg. Mm -hmm. And it literally, it's amazing what they can do that she felt better. Now, she's still limping around because it's, uh, you know, something that you can... You could do it every other day if it's severe. Hmm. Or we, we need so to still talk about you, how often we're going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Is, is this something that you're falling for? Or is it something <laughs> that's working? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sweetheart. <laughs> we need to see Ashley every day at a cost of. Wait, that, that looks like a laser pointer. What are you talking no, about? Let me just say this. Uh-huh. You know, believe what you want to believe. And if you go on the next vet appointment instead of me, you would come home and, and see. You would agree. But even then, my vet told me that. She was like, when we first heard of these, I said, sure, send it. But I don't really think I want to buy this machine. And then she said they started using it on the very older dogs and could definitely see a difference in their pain level. It is the way to help aging dogs. So It's like, it's it, high tech. I mean. Is there going to mean that at some point you have to decide how often to do this? Yes. And, yeah, like, and it's, whether to do it anymore? And Yeah. Yeah. Right now we've got her on some medicines. And one of them makes her sleep like a rock. Poor mm. baby. But anyway, she's getting older and it just, she can't even jump up into the car anymore. So I'm, you know, yesterday and I wasn't prepared. I wasn't dressed right. I'm wearing heels again, lifting a 70 pound boxer into the car. Oh, well, look, but I'm, I'm happy to do it. If we see relief, we'll continue to do it. And, you know, if not, maybe she could do a really cool laser light show on the weekend, you know, <laughs> in the back of the parking lot. Yeah. Love you. Love you for that. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. And I've got live action Lion King news. We now have our Timon and Pumbaa. Yay. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. So what does this writer strike in Hollywood mean for you if you love your shows? Well, maybe nothing much. Um, the vote happened and they say they're going to strike if they don't get what they need in negotiations. They mm-hmm. have until May 1st. So it may not happen. Oh, well, they got three or four days. The last one lasted 100 days and it was rough. And I'm going to say this. It was like 10 years ago mm-hmm. before everybody was watching streaming services and so much more than just regular broadcast TV. Right. And most of that stuff that we consume now and watch you know, like Game so, of Thrones. It's already in the can. It's already done. Even season seven, which comes out in July for Game of Thrones, all good, all fine. No writer strike could touch it. You know what would be hurt? The daily shows and night, late night shows like the Jimmy Fallon's yeah. and the Kimmel's and the James Corden's. Stuff where they need the current info. They write every single day and they would be those hosts without writers, but still having to go on. It's not going to happen necessarily until May 1st, if it does. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Murphy. Yes, got, Sam. We, we got a new Echo uh, feature. <laughs> uh, uh, for Amazon? Uh, for uh, What's her name? Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. How no do I forget that? No wonder she doesn't respond to you. I'm yeah. surprised you haven't gotten the email yet. It's called Echo Look. It's no. a standalone camera that can take pictures or video. It's got LED lights on it. And you can say, camera or Alexa, take a picture. And it's basically to help you out with fashion. It'll take a picture or it'll take a video. Yeah. You can spin around to see what you look like from behind. It will keep track of all of, you know, oh, well, Tuesday I wore the green shirt and Wednesday I wore the blue. Man, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to really? write that stuff down. It keeps track of all that. I would write down, I wore these jeans and this top on Monday. Yeah. So that I wouldn't do the same thing the next week. And then they use algorithms <laughs> and also um, style experts. So you can say take two of your pictures and say, well, I got this one and I got this one. Which, which one's you best? Like. You put them both in and it kicks back a percentage of which one is more stylish and would be good right now, etc. Mm. Really? So it's like an 
electronic fashion consultant? Yeah. Sort of. Hello. Well, but you know what? But it is Amazon. I'm sure they're going to be making recommendations for clothing you can buy and stuff like that, right? for just $45.99, you can make this better. You can ask it what the weather's going to be, and I'll tell you a Chuck Norris joke. I can ask Alexa how I look. Yeah. In that case, though, Alexa's also going to have to tell me what food looks good on Mm. that clothing, because inevitably, by the end of the day, I know it's going to happen. It's called the Echo Look. We were talking about um, first jobs. I, my first job was at McDonald's. Murphy, yours was cutting grass in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Cash uh, only, please. <laughs> One of those kind. And Sam, yours was on an oil rig. No, I rem- remembered it wasn't on the oil rig. What was my it? My first job was working at a TV station oh. doing, for the summer doing grunt work, you know, sweeping cool. and that kind of stuff. Good for you. Before grass. you were in the kitchen offshore, huh? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Before you rolled up your man sleeves. You know uh, what? That's what you should call that when you tell people that, that you were in offshore kitchen management. <laughs> he just normally no just says, I no drive through offshore. <laughs> Producer David, what was your first job? I started out as a tumbling coach. Oh, and this yeah. was before, because before I got into cheer when I was in college, I just did uh, power tumbling. I did a little bit of gymnastics and the bars and the rings and all that. So but there's my tumbling and power poor. tumbling? Yeah. That's what people that just, instead of doing, you know, like the rings and the parallel bars and the pommel horse stuff, they just stick to the floor routine. And so uh, they just refer to that as power tumbling because it's just... No, that's all good. See, I thought it meant you, mean you did it with weights in your hand. I would think that'd be <laughs> really difficult. So who did you coach and teach? Kids? Oh, uh, yeah. Kids of all ages, you know, from elementary school to high school. Nice. And then as I got older, I, you know, got other jobs at other gyms whenever I went to college. So you and never had a grunt work job. You never had, you had a job with a, a skill. Yeah. You're Liam Neeson, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for about seven, seven or eight years. You never worked in retail or the fast food mm-hmm. industry? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, nope. you don't know what you missed. Hope you enjoy the rest of your work day and you know, we invite you later today, come hang out with us after the show on the Murphy, Sam and Jody podcast. You know what I want to do? Go around the room, around the table and see uh, what everybody did with their first job. Jody was talking about first jobs earlier for mm-hmm. young adults. So important. And let's discuss why I would be nervous for our daughter to have the uh, the same first job that I had. Oh, really? We'll do that later.